174 new cases of COVID-19 were reported on Sunday, the lowest since May 18th. This is also the first time the case number dropped below 200 since Level 3 alert came into effect. New Taipei City reported 81 cases, while Taipei reported 62. The number of deaths, however, is still high at 26. Let's now go to the Central Epidemic Command Center for more details. If you look at the overall trend of the outbreak, the number of new cases is gradually decreasing. Although we are pleased to see this, I must reiterate that this is no time to let our guard down. Many new cases are still being reported. Local governments and the central government should keep working together to actively contain the outbreak. So even though the number has dropped, we cannot just sit back. Please stay vigilant. Health Minister Chen also said the 1.24 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccines donated by Japan have been distributed to cities and counties across the nation since Saturday. He added that Taipei and New Taipei being high-risk areas would receive 10% more doses and medium-risk hotspots would receive 5% more doses. With the nation still at level 3 COVID alert, it was more than a challenge to control the crowd on Dragon Ball Festival weekend at one of Taipei's wholesale fruit and vegetable markets. Shoppers descended on the traditional market on the first weekend. The Taipei city government instituted compulsory crowd control measures. People with odd ID card numbers are supposed to shop on different days from those with even numbers. But as authorities found out, Putting the measure into practice was easier said than done. It's not even 8 o'clock in the morning, but Bingjiang Market is already abuzz with early shoppers. Housewives have come all the way here to buy zhongzi, or sticky rice dumplings. She picked up 10 zhongzi in one go. It's the Dragon Boat Festival, after all. It just wouldn't be complete without zhongzi and the foods used for worship. In front of the Dragon Boat Festival-themed stalls stood a crowd, but in the year of COVID, there is an internal turmoil. To buy and risk infection, or not to buy. Shop owners say business has been slow compared to previous years. This year, our business has dropped by two-thirds, and it's due to the pandemic. We use home delivery a lot. Otherwise, how would we survive? Customers always worship on Dragon Boat Festival, but you keep restricting us and grandmas keep complaining. What am I supposed to do? On Saturday, citizens reported to authorities that Binjiang Market was crowded like it was New Year's Eve. The police showed up at 8 o'clock and stayed around till noon. Once the police left, shoppers and vendors turned up again, crowding into the market. Last week, the Taipei city government announced compulsory control measures, stipulating that people with odd and even ID card numbers are to shop on different days of the week. But putting the measure into practice had its challenges, especially at the market's entrance. I thought we only needed to swipe the QR code, so I just brought my cell phone. Now I have to go back to get my ID, or he wouldn't let me in. Some didn't bring a cell phone and had to register their information by hand. Some brought their cell phones but didn't carry an ID. Even with 10 police officers on hand, the entrance was still jammed with people. Some even disregarded the control measure and snuck in from the side. 
The size of the weekend crowd has been a third of previous weekends, maybe even less. So business has been affected for sure. There's nothing we can do. We must comply with epidemic prevention measures. The market's self-government association has sent out 10 staff members to patrol the grounds. With the pandemic looming, shoppers wanting to feast on festival foods and vendors trying to generate business, the patrol had its work cut out to keep the virus at bay. A Taiwanese movie director recently released a video to convey gratitude toward Japan after the country donated about one and a quarter million doses of AstraZeneca vaccines to Taiwan earlier this month. The 10-minute video, which has drawn the attention of both Taiwanese and Japanese netizens, features 100 individuals from across Taiwan, many of whom are nurses. The video is a compilation of homemade shorts made by 100 volunteers across the country. To say that they are grateful would be an understatement. Many of them are frontline healthcare workers themselves. Halfway through the video are responses from the Japanese side. The video took four days from conception all the way to execution and completion. Over this period, we got the word out all over the country, including the outlying islands such as Jingmen and Mazu. Director Liang's portfolio of works includes numerous micro-movies and charity campaign shorts. His most recent project, Pitching for Gratitude, is the largest he has ever undertaken. In a Facebook post, he asked that Japan accept this gesture of thanks. The idea behind this video is that if one person's encouragement can touch 100 others, then the encouragements from 100 people can change the world. Japan's aid came just in time as Taiwan began to grapple with the pandemic and vaccine shortage. The generosity from the North has been well received, as testified by this collaborative project. The Animal Protection Office in Kaohsiung is letting people try out a new pet for just two weeks. In that time, potential new owners can work out if they have what it takes to take care of an animal companion. The office hopes to capitalize on increased demand for pets since Level 3 COVID alert began. Many people have realized that caring for an animal is a great way to make a house feel like a home. A child feeds a ginger cat cautiously. This kitty was left on the street at birth, picked up by a kind-hearted stranger, and adopted. Because the kids are all at home, he started being up and about in the mornings. When the girls are doing online school, he goes in and prowls around. So cute. He makes us all relax and not get so stressed out and fixated on COVID. This cat owner says that with her daughter stuck at home, having a cat makes it a joy just to sit at the window and watch the clouds go by. Lots of loving pet owners feel the same. 
This French bulldog is a shy guy, but after three months with his new owner, they were in love. We can't go out now because of the pandemic, so I think it's a great option to be spending time with the dog at home. Lots of us are having similar thoughts right now, with demand rising for pet cats, dogs and rabbits. That's prompted a new program at Kaohsiung City Animal Protection Office, which is encouraging people to adopt a new pet. No matter that you can't visit the office in person, you can see photos of the animals online and they'll help match you to a pet that might be right. Then you can do a trial adoption for two weeks. This trial period allows a potential owner to try to establish a relationship with the animal and to start to work out whether they are capable of being a good owner. The program gives people a low-pressure way to spend some time with a potential new pet before committing, and hopefully some animals will find themselves in a loving new home. Well, southern Taiwan had a taste of summer on the second day of the Dragon Boat Festival holiday, with Kaohsiung seeing the mercury hit 36 degrees. The fourth typhoon of the year, Koguma, has made landfall in Vietnam, but it is expected to weaken and will have no effect on Taiwan. Precipitation for the coming week will occur mostly in the central and southern regions, but the volume will be limited. The public is still advised to conserve water. The sun hung high up in the sky on the second day of the Dragon Boat Festival long weekend. Over to the west, the fourth typhoon of the year Koguma has made landfall in northern Vietnam. It is forecast that the intensity of this tropical storm Koguma will begin to weaken significantly today at the earliest and become a tropical depression or a low-pressure system. It will have no effect on the weather in Taiwan. The Central Weather Bureau says from the Dragon Boat Festival to Saturday, Taiwan will be under the influence of southwesterly winds. Central and southern regions, which will be on the windward side, will see a greater chance of precipitation, but it will mostly be brief showers. As for the mountainous areas, afternoon thunder showers will occur in eastern and northern Taiwan, but the volume will not be significant. This weather front will be hanging in the region from the Ryukyu Islands all the way to central and southern China this whole week. It won't have an impact on Taiwan, so we can say that this front will not affect us in the coming week. The recent waves of rain did alleviate water shortage at many reservoirs. Feitui Reservoir is now at a comfortable 86% capacity, Ximen Reservoir at 45% and Baoshan Reservoir at 41%. More spectacularly, Baihe Reservoir has reached 21% capacity after having been empty for 220 days. Despite the lifting of water rationing measures in central Taiwan, the public is still reminded to conserve water in case the rain stays away. Taiwan's only native monkey species, the Formosan rock macaque, was until very recently a protected species in Taiwan. Once listed as an endangered animal, it was stripped of that protected status in 2019 due to the recovery of its wild population. In the years since, there's been an uptick in monkey trafficking and abuse by unscrupulous humans. There's also been a troubling rise in people keeping the primates as pets. Today, in our Sunday special report, we turn the camera to our close relatives in the wild and see how we're doing them harm, even with the best of intentions.
Step into Shosha National Nature Park in Kaohsiung and time itself seems to slow down. This lush mountain in the middle of the city is known locally as Hoshan, which means Monkey Mountain. The Formosan rock macaques here are not afraid of humans and they love snacking on human food. Your food got taken away by the monkey? Yes, for me. <laughs> 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 only, only this is Ling Mei Ying, the chair of an NGO that works to protect macaques. As a child, she saw her father make frequent trips to Shoshan to research macaque ecosystems, which she's now studied for 27 years. Now an adult herself, she's decided to follow her father's footsteps. Over the past 10 years, she's been leading tours on the mountain to teach people about its monkey inhabitants. When it comes to the issue of monkeys stealing food, some people roll down their car windows and throw food when they pass areas with monkeys. There are even people who bring a plastic bag with snacks up the mountain to feed them. That's how monkeys know that humans equal food. Hunting and habitat destruction once pushed Formosan rock macaques to the brink of extinction. In 1989, the Wildlife Conservation Act was passed, listing the monkey as a Class III protected species and banning its hunting. Conservation efforts over the past 30 years have helped macaque numbers recover, but farmers complain that state protections give monkeys free reign to ransack orchards, leaving humans with no way to fight back. We cover our passion fruit in protective bags. Maybe there hasn't been much else for them to eat these days, so they've damaged the bags and sucked the juice out of the fruit. Every time I come, I have to throw away 20 or 30 bags. The monkeys are quite clever. You can scare them off, but after you leave, they come back. Our residential areas keep expanding, expanding into their habitats. When they don't have enough food, of course they venture into the human world. If they don't have anything to eat, they have no choice but to eat the crops you planted. In early 2019, the Forestry Bureau delisted Formosan rock macaques as a protected species, designating them as general wildlife. The legal change has left the species vulnerable to unscrupulous humans. Although general wildlife cannot be hunted without a license or disturbed, the law is much more ambiguous on their treatment. For instance, the Wildlife Conservation Act does not explicitly prohibit keeping general wildlife as pets. Following a tip from an animal protection group, we traveled to a residence in Yunning's Sihu Township. At the entrance of the building, we found a macaque chained by its neck outside the door. The owner wasn't home, so we spoke with their neighbor. They've had it for a year. Before, it was owned by someone else. It bites children. The other owner had children, and the monkey bit. The owner didn't know what to do, so he gave it to this person to look after. The monkey has lived here for more than a year without any intervention from law enforcement. The government has a task force for this. How often do they go on patrol? 
They also deal with other matters. Whenever there is a report, our colleagues would go take a look. What they would usually do is confiscate the monkey and release it into the wild. Yunlin County has 20 townships, so the patrols usually happen in areas closer to the mountains. Local officials say they're short on manpower and that they only intervene when an incident is reported. Even if there were enough staff, it would still be very difficult to catch all the people who have wild animals in captivity, they say. We often get reports along the lines of, there's someone walking a monkey at this park. Such cases are hard to handle because often, by the time we reach the place, they're already gone. If you ask people nearby whether they know of anyone feeding or raising monkeys in the area, they say, I haven't heard or I don't know. It's a Wild West show that plays out online, with internet users advertising young monkeys on social media. This exotic trade harms the well-being of the monkeys, while also putting humans at considerable risk. I think people in Taiwan are really lacking awareness of the bee virus. It causes a really virulent disease that spreads from animals to humans. Monkeys can carry this virus. Under ordinary circumstances, simply being near a monkey with the bee virus does not lead to an infection. But being scratched by an infected monkey does raise the risk of a lethal infection. We're in Shoshan Zoo in Kaohsiung. Over the past few years, the zoo has worked with Kaohsiung's Agriculture Bureau to provide a haven for abandoned or injured macaques. Hello. There was one time that a monkey was brought in after someone filed a report. It was carried inside a small box and it was lying completely limp inside. We think what happened was that someone took the monkey right after it was born to keep it as a pet, but its condition deteriorated, so they notified the Agriculture Bureau and said it had been abandoned by its parents. We actually get monkeys that were abandoned by humans quite frequently, but of course, very few people actually report that honestly. Vets can tell whether a monkey was raised by humans simply from their interactions with the animal. Monkeys that are overly reliant on people have a hard time coping in the wild as they lack the necessary survival skills. The trickiest part of this is that there aren't any clear regulations pertaining to feeding and raising wild animals. It's very hard for us to say what you're doing constitutes hunting. Of course, we could ask central government agencies to legislate such actions. Indeed, there hasn't been anyone yet who's come forward and said they got their monkey through hunting. The plastic wrapper turns and turns in the monkey's hands as it looks for food. It's the monkey's survival instinct kicking in. But to us humans, their actions often look like theft or mischief. 
可能需要想一个两全其美的方式，这样子。Maybe what we need are measures that can help both sides. It's not about kicking all the monkeys away. They do live here, so there's no way to push them away. We just want some way to protect our crops, so we can at least have a harvest. 我们能不能跟它共存？其实可以的。所以野生动物就在我们的周遭的话 ，Can we coexist? I think so. Having wild animals in our environment is a great thing. We can promote environmental education and ecological tours to better understand the great outdoors. Can we turn them into a draw for tourism? It's something we can consider. They could be a tourism resource, the way that birds can be. We look but don't touch. We don't make contact, and of course, we don't feed them or raise them as pets. Today, there's still much for humanity to learn when it comes to how to interact with monkeys. Treating wildlife like pets may come from the best of intentions, but it can bring harm to both the animals and their keepers.